This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their taproom in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with Rock Solid Brewing Company. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me, as always, is my good friend and winner of the latest Squid Games, Brian Hewitt. I'm glad to be here. I've not seen the show, but I'm aware of the premise. I'm very glad that you're I'm missing here. out on so many great memes. Yeah, not I probably I, just for the the cultural ref- relevance. I need to yes, probably yeah, watch it. On it. Uh, I uh, I heard it was dubbed, and that it kind of yeah. for me is a turnoff. I'm like badly dubbed, or maybe I've heard right. it's not badly dubbed, but it's not. So yeah. we use Slack for our inter. Beer Guys Radio Communication, and Smalls yesterday posted a meme that I knew was Squid Games, but I bet you did not. I was aware because I think it made a reference to Squid Games. Okay. I, okay. I think it was pretty well spelled out. Even I, okay. never Even seen Brian, it, good could deal. figure that good out. Deal. So, Tim, joining us today, we have Brian Crass, the head brewer for Rock Solid. We're going to talk about Rock Solid's upcoming anniversary, barley wines, collaboration beers, and because it's spooky season, scary beers and terrifying candies. Brian, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely. We are sipping some uh, seasonal beer right now. We've got your uh, Oktoberfest. Rocktoberfest? Rock, I bet, right? Rocktoberfest. Rocktoberfest. I'm taking it fest beer style? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Nice, light, golden. Yeah. Tasty, tasty stuff, man. Good I'm stuff. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm not ready for this whole thing to be done yet. I don't need <laughs> pumpkin beers and everything else. Winter Those warm. came out in July. To... Yeah, it's true. I know. Yeah. I'm not ready for them yet. Brian, have you watched Squid Game? I'm one episode in. So okay. I'm... You got to stick with it. Oh, I'll yeah, just say that. Sure. You got to hang in there, man. Hang in there. It, it, it's, it's worth it. Are we getting paid by Netflix to advertise this at this point? I or? don't know, man. Okay. I don't think so. Maybe if we do, you know, it's like the drug dealer. You get the first one for free. That's right. So Netflix, you get the first one for free. Holler at us, Netflix. Holler at us. So, You know what? It is spooky season, Brian. And we have seen all the lists came out there that have come out. Talking about beer and candy pairing, they all talk about the top candies, how to pair beers with Reese's Cups, with your Skittles, with Snickers bars. We're going to do that too, Brian, but we're going to do a little different. Brian Crass, are you ready for this challenge here? We're going to ask your beer pairing suggestions with the five most hated Halloween candies. (laughs) I love it. I'm ready. (laughs) Yes. So we scoured the internet. We looked at research. Uh, We pulled this from CandyStore.com, USA Today, and Thrillist kind of a combined list of the most hated Halloween candy, and uh, we won't reveal them all at once. You know what? The order here is a little tough because different ones made different places on different lists. I'll save the the most hated across all lists for last. We'll get to that, but we're going to start. What would you pair with the delicious Necco wafers? I'm going to have to bow out of this one. I've actually never had a Necco wafer. All right. All right. So, So, you know what? We need to get some. You need to experience it just so you can. It helps the hate fuel inside. I'm sure it does. I mean, any candy that I've never had, there's got to be something about it that's just a turn off. Picture a, like, wafer-thin piece of chalk that someone, like, threw an orange at. 
That's a pretty good descriptor, that's, wouldn't you say? That's about right. You know what's crazy is I've missed out on a lot of candies growing up. But okay. Mecca wafers were ones we ate. I had friends. We used to enjoy eating them. The The challenge with Necco wafers is there's a variety of different that's flavors right. to them. Yes. They're, uh, yep. Chocolate, licorice, orange, yeah, lemon, banana. Yeah. Like wintergreen, too. And cognac. Lime and, yeah. Banana Lemon cognac. pledge. Yeah, yeah. So, right. All in the same roll. All together in the exactly. same Exactly. With the chalk throughout, right? With that, the chalk with, throughout. That's the consistent there. Yep. Brian Hewitt, do you have a pairing with Necco wafers? So I, I thought about it, and given that there's a lot of variety in there and what I remember of the flavor, I would go one of two ways. I'd either go with, with a Berliner. Okay. All right. Or with a Belgian triple. One okay. of the two. And I think the right, triple Brian. might be too much, but the Berliner, I think, might be all right because that's a good platform to put almost any kind of weird flavor on. And I think you might lose some of that chalkiness in, in the pairing, perhaps. I, I am down with your Berliner pairing. I think that's yeah. a great suggestion to clean the palate. Yep. I went somewhat the same direction because of the variety of flavors in the roll. I'm going to say a Czech Pilsner. You know, there, there's not a lot of flavor in a Necco wafer. They're fairly light. The kind of chalky crumbliness from them and that just gets you a nice clean pilsner i have no idea why i liked them so much as a kid because i'm thinking back on it i do remember this i Every, don't know why i want a whole story of your childhood sometime because it sounds like maybe you were amish and didn't know it possibly yes you know i found out that uh, there was a whole speaking of amish and pennsylvania dutch fosnock day fosnocks were right. were donuts and i had no idea where that came from but that was a thing when i was a kid so apparently i'm amish you become I, more I no amish idea. every day i guess so with the beard and everything yes it fits. yes right brian crass moving right along uh, these hit various places but i'm going to lump them together for the flavor right. good and plenties or black licorice so what would you pair with a black licorice flavor it's got to be an imperial stout. Okay. Yeah. Similar flavors go, you know, hand in hand. So that anise mm-hmm. with that imperial stout. I'm a little partial to uh, Deschutes Abyss. Ooh, nice. Phenomenal Good call. beer. I'm right. from the West Coast. That's one of the first barrel aged stouts that I fell in love with. Good going, stuff, man. Go All right. Abyss. Brian Hewitt. With this one, I wanted to maximize the scariness and regret that you would have of pairing the two. So I said, Brewdog's Tactical Nuclear Penguin. Oh, my gosh. I, wanted, I want you to pair that soy sauce and burnt brake pad with that and the almost immediate hangover you get from drinking that right. with the pleasure of eating the black licorice slash good and plenty. If you took an ashtray and put it in a burning car tire and then that's covered right. that with soy sauce and drank it, that's Tactical Nuclear And it would be penguin. great with good and plenties or black. I do like black oh licorice, but I just I wanted one of these pairings to be just super terrifying. Just crazy. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So that's Brian. my terrifying one. I also said a good imperial stout would go with that. Well, with that, but to go the other direction with with some contrast, I said maybe a cream ale. You know, get that lighter beer. You know, the creaminess. I take it together. I would say go I either w- direction. There. I would like to do that with regular black liquors. With so. just some yeah. good black liquors, like right? That out. Yeah. yeah. And I like these things. A lot of people do not. Peanut butter kisses. Are you familiar with those? I am, and I also like them. Okay, man. <laughs> what? The, but they're hated. Are you, Brian? I think I like those. I have it's, a vague recollection of them, yes. They're in orange and black, just like plastic wrappers, cello wrappers, and it is a basically a peanut butter piece of taffy with a not- of peanut butter in the center of it. I'm down to clown with them. I'm all I do like it. peanut butter, so I, I, I believe I've had yeah. this and liked it. Okay. Yeah. Brian, what are you going to pair with these peanut butter kisses? I think I'm going porter. Okay. I love peanut all butter right. porter. Yep. Taking just a nice base porter, give you that peanut butter. Yes. 
Perfect. I'm going to jump out of order. I went porter as well, man. Just a nice, you don't want anything too bold. Get you a nice basic yep. porter, you know, get you that roasty toastiness in there. Get your peanut butter kisses. You know what? Find your kids Halloween candy with all the stuff they left over. Pick those out and have a good time. Brian Hewitt, what did you pair with the peanut I butter went, kisses? I went crazy with it. I'm going raspberry sour like a three what taverns rapturous, thinking that we're going to replicate a kind of a dessert style PB&J. Okay. Boom. Okay. See that coming? Like it. I'll it allow like it. it. I'll yeah. allow it there. Out yeah. of the box. That is That's crazy, right. man, but who knows? We're going to have to that try some of work. these. That might work. It might work. I don't know if it will, yes. but it might. Okay. Brian, the next one on the list, candy corn. What are you going to pair with the maligned candy corn? So this is where I'm going with a cream ale. Okay. All right. I yep. think that sweetness and that kind of gummy consistency. Yep. Just get a cream ale, wash that flavor out of your mouth, wash that sweetness away. Just get her done. Yep. Okay. Brian Hewitt, what do you got there? So I think one of the most hated candies ever deserves one of the most hated beer styles ever. I'm going pumpkin beer with this. Pumpkin beer. Yeah, that's right. That's, you just went yeah. off the rails with oh, this, Oh, I didn't absolutely you? did. Yes. I, I hate you for this, and I appreciate it so much, man. So much. Now, the number one, the top, consistent across most lists, candy corn was a contender, but number one, Circus Peanuts. What are you going to pair with Circus Peanuts? So I'm going Utopias just uh-huh. just for the ABV. All right. Ooh. Or just switch over to some uh, barrel-proof bourbon. Just get you some bourbon or just a Utopias and the Circus Peanuts. Okay. Get the alcohol in there and forget there, man. all about the forget Circus Forget that peanuts. you had Circus Peanuts. Brian Hewitt, what you got? This was kind of my cop-out because I don't really clearly remember these. I just went, anything must be okay with a lager, so I just went lager. Just a lager. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know what? I went, so Circus Peanuts, if you guys don't know, are supposed to be banana-flavored. Oh. So that is supposed to be the flavor that's in them. So I said a Hefeweizen. Get your half there, pair it up with your circus peanuts. You're going to regret it either way. (laughs) So just go for it. See what you can do. Have fun. Happy Halloween. There's your pairing suggestions. What was your candy corn one? Did you say? Brown ale. Brown ale. Brown ale. Get that that maltiness, you know, with the super sweetness there. Give you a little malty. I think that a brown ale would be one to go get. I can see that being a a pretty good thing. Yeah. Well, we need to take a break. You are listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we will be back with Rock Solid Brewing right after this. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. The best brewmasters are obsessed with creating a high-quality, consistent product. That means reducing mass viscosity for better wort separation and increasing brew house efficiency. Ultra Flow Max from Novozymes helps you achieve both. It is time to brew with enzymes. Increase your brew house efficiency and achieve faster filtration today with Ultra Flow Max from Novozymes. Order a free sample today at www.brewingwithenzymes.com slash beerguysradio. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram be the man you gotta beat the man Woo! now back to the beer guys radio show 
Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand, so if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now let's get back to Rock Solid Brewing Company. Rock Solid Brewing Company. Guys, I'm going to back up since we did talk a little much in the first segment. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our beers of the week here, and I want to yes. give a shout out to our friends at The Nest for sponsoring our beers of the week. We appreciate it very much. Beer barbecue yes downtown kennesaw georgia you should all visit wherever you're listening from come to georgia we'll grab a beer with you there give us smoked a call. wings mm. smoked wings good stuff so our beers of the week we're drinking rock solid brewing we started off with a fest beer rocktoberfest we enjoyed that we moved on to craters of the moon hazy ipa we had some discussion about hops and hop flavors i didn't care for the profile of the hops i can tell there's a good beer in there just not my preferred hop profile brian you absolutely love it I think it was great. Yeah. And it's got and that, that's it. It's that's got the thing with hops. Youthful little burn to it. To yeah. That. Mm, really enjoyed digging it. Digging it, digging it. And I, now Idaho seven can be a little polar. Idaho seven, so. that's right, man. And there another one for me that's polar El Dorado. I don't oh. dig is another I one. I also like El Dorado. Yep. I know that yeah. other brewers we've talked to are not a fan of it. I, I kinda like yeah. it. I, yeah. I really like it too. See? Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. it's it's a weird one. It yeah. is, it is. But I have just opened up Sal's Barons. Correct. Yep. And this is a blueberry cheesecake kettle sour. Uh, so we're going to get into that a little bit more. And I do want to give a quick shout out to our friends in Houston, Texas at oh, yeah. What's on Tap Radio, local beer show there. Uh, we have challenged them, Brian, as we record the show. And we may have an answer by the time this show airs. We may know who the winner of the World Series is. But as of right now, it is one game Atlanta, zero games Houston. The series continues, and we have a challenge going on. The winner gets a six-pack from the, losers is a bad word, but from the non-victorious team city. I'm looking forward to drinking their beer. The I'm Houston very beer, interested so. in what they have uh, over there. Cheers because- to what's on tap. We've known uh, James and Chad over there since uh, 2016, since we were a young station. Have chatted with them over the years. We've both been at this five-plus years. So uh, yeah. cheers to them. Friendly competition. Good times. Brian Crass. Rock Solid Brewing. I tell you what, why don't you tell us a little bit about this Sal's Barons that we've just cracked into. So Sal's Barons, Kettle Sour, 6.7, I believe, percent ABV. A absolute ton of blueberry puree. Um, we're looking at about three pounds per, per gallon. Brewed with graham cracker crust. Okay, um, yep. And then we hit it with the dairy-free Jello cheesecake filling. All right. And, um, yeah, literally it was several pounds of that stuff just opened up, dumped into the fermenter, and and circulated for a little while. This is absolute insanity, and it's extremely tasty. (laughs) Thank you. I'm looking forward to trying it. My lactose intolerance already thanks you for your choice. Why did you decide to go, was it vegan cream cheese powder, I think is what it was called, or the Jello? fillings why'd you go that way with it so one of the reasons is my girlfriend loves sours she's vegan and i think she would kill me if i made a sour that she couldn't drink okay the other reason is lactose is just it's used in so many things and it doesn't always serve a purpose there are times to use lactose and times not to and i think if you can get away with not doing it then that's the way to go. If there's a jello pudding flavor available. That's right. That yeah. you can use for your creaminess. Nice flavor. The cheesecake is there. And I think, of Thank course, you. that's what you were going for. So I'm looking forward to trying that. I'm still working on the IPA. I'm 
I did get a good pour of it. So, one day, yeah. one day. You know, Sal's Barron's the name. That seems like it's got to be a reference to something. Yeah, so it's a children's book, Blueberries for Sal. That's the one. Yeah, it was just kind of a take on that. Barrens are where blueberries are grown. Um, I did not know that. Kind of okay. the, the territory, I guess, where, okay. um, where naturally blueberry bushes tend to grow. So. I had no idea. I didn't know about the book or the Barrens. So I'm you getting... might recognize the cover. It was something okay. that was, it was totally alien to me when the name came like uh, right was brought up as soon as i saw the cover of the book i was like oh yeah i've seen that like before. that yep that okay cool good stuff so it's definitely not just me missing something in childhood because we've established we've established a lot yes. in childhood so but you did have the necco wafers i did have the necco wafers and it was yeah. the most hated of all candies but apparently that was uh we loved them so maybe that was the best we could get <laughs> as we were playing our tiddlywinks out on that's the- like rolling tires down the road and eating our necco wafers it was fantastic yes he <laughs> used to love uh churning up some butter and raising a barn and then going to get some right. necco wafers exactly absolutely good yeah. times man good times brian how did you get started in craft beer and brewing? I started in wine and liquor sales and started home brewing from there, learning about beer and just kind of happened into my first brewing job, assistant brewing job. And yeah, basically out at the bar, ran into one of the uh, the head brewers of a local brewery up in the Sacramento area. And yeah, I talked home brewing with him for about an hour and I got up to leave and he was just like, hey, I... Uh, we need to hire an assistant brewer. Can you start on Tuesday? And I was like, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, that was about 10 years ago. And love fell right ever, into yeah, it. Huh? That it is crazy. Since. One bar conversation turned into a career. I love, yeah. I love stuff like <laughs> you that. You know what? And there's so much stuff that happens like that. I mean, I know there's people's like, how do I get into the beer industry? How do I get into the beer industry? And network out there, people. That's the important thing we want to tell exactly. you all is have a good network, be a good network. I would say spend a lot of time at bars talking to random strangers. Sooner sure. or later, it'll work out for you. Sure. Yeah. That's Great. It's going to work. Great career advice. <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> SLPT, right, Brian? I, I, exactly. Yes. yes. SLPT. I have met very interesting people at bars sure. that you would never meet any other way. Some of them absolutely crazy and possibly <laughs> dangerous and scary. Other people, very cool. So, I have yeah. absolutely networked across all facets of my life my professional life my hobby life there has been many many times when i've had crossover there and it's all about the relationships you know whether i met him in a bar at a brewery i met him at a telecommunications conference or at a cigar event know who you who you chat that's with. a good point we met at a cigar event we you did. could say cigar bar though it was short on the bar part it was yeah. more cigar but yep. yeah basically yes that's it Crazy. network network and you are not the only crass in the beer industry, is that right? Is your sister in the beer industry? Yeah, my uh, sister, actually, she works for Ghost Town Brewing in Oakland. Okay, gotcha. Um, she's been in the brewing industry probably six, seven, eight years, something like that. Cool. Um, she she did a uh, semester abroad in Europe and kind of fell in love with the beer culture there. I was already working for a brewery. She came back. She was going to school at UC Santa Cruz and got a job behind a bar there and has been doing it ever since. There it goes. Now, are there any other family members in the beer industry? No, as far as I know, that's, okay. that's it. Just I thought maybe too, it was yeah. a whole family affair that it's like we're just a family of brewers, brewers man. Yeah. We're yeah. just there. <laughs> Everybody else loves beer, but we're the only ones that are dumb or smart enough. However to it goes, yeah. right? Yeah. So how did you go from the Sacramento area to ball ground of all places? How did this work out? 
my girlfriend goes to UGA. We were doing the long distance thing for a little while. Yeah, for some reason, we decided to start dating after she moved across the country. She's also originally from California. Followed her out here a little over a year ago. Got hooked up with the uh, the Rock Solid guys and been here ever since. The rest is history. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. a big jump, man, coming that from uh, the West Coast to, to Athens, Georgia. A little different thing. How Have you enjoyed the transition? Yeah, I love it. I mean, my grandparents were from the South. They were from South okay. Carolina, Charleston. I love the culture. People are really friendly. Yeah, I, I'm loving it. Does Southern hospitality hold true? Is it better than it was? Are people more openly friendly than they were in California? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I knew a couple of my neighbors, but That's um, it, huh? yeah, for the most part, it was just kind of a stay to yourself yeah. there yeah, yeah. i okay. can i can also verify that as a guy from portland uh yeah it's it was yeah. very difficult to get to know people in portland well you that's be a lot very because out- of you well yes yes yeah. i mean i was younger and more attractive back then i had yeah. less i looked less like a homeless guy but uh yeah that was it huh yeah okay well you are listening to the beer guys radio show we do need to take another break but we'll be back very soon with more from rock solid brewing Headed to the Battery in Atlanta? Be sure to check out the Terrapin Atlanta Brewery and Taproom. Whether the Braves are playing at home or on the road, the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom is always pouring all of our locally brewed Georgia beers like Hops Executioner and High and Hazy, while also introducing small batch R&D beers created on our five-barrel pilot system right inside the Braves Stadium. And if you're looking for great food, we've got you covered with Fox Brothers Texas-style barbecue. Stop by and see us today at the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom at the Battery Atlanta. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's the perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. guys on facebook twitter and instagram roger roger what's our back there victor now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates kixz news talk 940 am in amarillo texas catch beer guys radio and kixz every sunday at 3 p.m now let's get back to rock solid brewing company rock solid brewing we are going through we're still working on a little uh, cheesecake tasty cheesecake and we decided on the break that we need to go full circle and make a cheesecake with the cheesecake beer. The cheesecake inception. That's right. Like it a is. glaze made from the beer. Make on a top glaze of out of that yeah. on top of like a plain cheesecake, and it will be fantastico. I think we're going to go that way. Cheesecake inception. Sure. Yes. Stuff. Wonderful. Brian, Rock Solid Brewing, Ballground, Georgia. Tell us a little bit about Rock Solid, man. What's what's up? We opened December twelfth last year, so like prime COVID time. Good stuff. Mm. Yep, it was an interesting uh, battle. But yeah, I came on October before that, set up the brew house, seven barrel, all electric system. Yeah, 10 taps in our tap room. Um, We're open five days a week and cranking it out. West Coast IPAs, hazy IPAs, sours, 
pastry stouts every once in a while and um yeah something for everyone right yeah trying to keep a little something of everything on the board so ball ground just starts to hit for those not familiar with atlanta and the geography of atlanta you kind of go ball ground just starts to hit the point where people question is it atlanta metro it's like eh, you know that's the uh, exurbs do they call them is that well, what they're, they're calling the exurbs? Well, you've got the suburbs and the exurbs that come after that. What do you think, Brian? Is ball ground Atlanta Metro or is it North Georgia? I kind of consider it North Georgia, but okay. I've only been here for a year. I'm not an Take expert. Take your opinion for what it is. Yeah. Huh? Okay. So as we get into North Georgia, beautiful country up there, by the way. We're starting oh, yeah. to get into the mountain regions. Uh, Appalachian Trail starts a uh, little north of there. How's ball ground taking all this crazy craft beer? They're loving it. We're definitely keeping a a nice light lager and either golden or a uh, kind of a cream ale on the board because our locals do love some of those light beers. But, I mean, honestly, they're just drinking up everything that we're throwing out. So they're fully embracing us. I think that that area has been real hungry for something, and the reception's been amazing. So it sounds like you really didn't have to do a lot of education. They were already ready for it, and they were just waiting for it to show up in the neighborhood. Yeah, there was a little bit of education, but they're just hungry. They're ready to learn. They're ready to try new things, and it's been awesome. Yep. So you mentioned the brewery started up in December. That means we're coming up pretty soon on your first anniversary. Is that correct? Yeah. The weekend of December 12th, we're doing our anniversary party. We're going to do... Something special for our Insiders Club. So if you're in the area or whatever, sign up for that. We're also doing a our first barrel-aged stout release. So um, we've had a Imperial Stout aging in a barrel for just about 12 months. It's an ASW barrel, so Atlanta local. And yeah, we're going to be doing two different versions. We're going to do base stout with bourbon, and then we're going to treat some of it with vanilla beans. Nice. Now, have you already started the tastings? Is it ready to start hitting bottles soon, or are you working it to have it come out we, just uh, around there? We just pulled samples today. We decided on what barrel we're going to pull for this because we've got a few barrels going right now. And, yeah, we know which one's the best. We know which one's ready. And we're going to get that into bottles late November, and it'll be up for grabs um, December 11th. Since we are going into stout season, and again, it's always stout, it's season. Always stout season. It's almost stout season. That's right. You know, right around the corner. What do you like in a stout? Like, what do you go for when you sit down to make a recipe? Mouthfeel is is big for me. You know, I want it to coat. I want it to be thick. I mean, I want it to be chewy. I also want balance. You know, I don't want it too sweet. I don't want it too roasty. So... I usually use a lot of Munich malt in my stouts. Um, gives it some nice bready kind of character, some kind of bread crust, and a decent amount of sweetness compared to like a regular base malt. Good amount of caramel malt. Yeah, don't go too heavy-handed with the roast malt. And, you know, if you're going to use an adjunct, depending on what the, the vision is, I'll either go on the side of a, a malt bill that will accentuate that and kind of lends a lot of those flavors so you can then build on top of it or you can go the other way build a malt bill that has that kind of gap so if you want to do something you know with cocoa or something it's bitter and you know you pull some of those chocolate malts back leave a nice kind of 
hole in that malt bill for those flavors to go and fill it in. That's a actually a really good idea. Like it, leave a place for it to actually have a place to fit into the beer instead of just yeah. slapping it on top. So with stuff like managing your sweetness and body, what kind of approaches do you take to doing that? Because you want a certain amount of body, a certain amount of sweetness. If it's super dry and extremely bitter and roasty, like you said, that's, that's not going to be a pleasant drinking experience for a lot of people. No, not at all. So I go for thickness. Both of the stouts that we've done and have in barrels right now are double mashes, extended boils. I think one was six hours and one was maybe seven or eight. Good amount of maltodextrin to give it some some heft and some body and yeah, enough alcohol to kind of lend a little bit of mouthfeel there and, you know, help kind of balance some of the sweetness. I think alcohol can go a long way with that. What kind of ABV are we talking about with that? Uh, this release is going to be, with Georgia's 14% ABV law, we're going to call this one 13.99. There we go, man. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. You know, a question for you. Come from California. Just this week, Brewery did their annual release of Black Tuesday. I used to love getting that. Haven't got it in a while, just because, once again, there's so much good beer locally. So mm-hmm. And very difficult to get it from there. You yeah. have to have somebody on site send it to you, which you is do. a pain. You do. Yeah. It loosened up. We can talk about that later, but I'll, I'll share that with you later, Brian. Oh, okay. But have you felt limited by that? Because that's always a big thing that comes up. The consumers want the ABV limit lifted. And I love Black Tuesday. And some of those run 19 plus percent, 19.2, mm-hmm. what have you. I'm drinking at the most eight ounces of that, though. I'm not going to have a pint. I'm not going to chug a $35 bottle of beer and get hammered on it. You know, that's what their fear is, is the kids are going to get a hold of these high ABV beers. A kid is not going to go out and drop 40 bucks on a 750 <laughs> of high ABV beer. They're going to go another way. But have you as a brewer felt limited, your creativity or whatever, by a 14% cap? It's inconvenient. It is a little bit limiting to have to keep that into consideration and think about that when you're doing recipe development. I mean, honestly, it's not my biggest issue. Sure. You know, 14% is, I mean, it's not like, it's, you know, Utah, it's, still heavy it's like right? 4.2 or whatever for draft. You know, yeah, you can do a lot with 14%. Some of those real extended aging barrels, you know, a little extra alcohol can definitely help. But even if I didn't have that limit, I wouldn't really want to go much higher than like 16 anyway. So one I always bring up is Avery. Avery does mm-hmm. some beers at 16, 17% that are phenomenal. They're, they're amazing, rich, yeah. they're smooth, they're delicious. And that boozy kick is definitely part of their overall flavor profile. So, and I'm so sad that they're not on the shelf here, you know, that we can't get them. Oh, yeah. I would absolutely buy them every single year. I love those with Cerise and uh, Tweak and a few things like that. Man, those are so good. And uh, I think we've talked to people who thought above a certain percentage alcohol-wise, it's hard to get a, a balanced beer or a good beer. That's just proof that it's Go just talk to Avery wrong. if you can't do it. And yep. it's a beautiful beer. Maybe eight ounces at a time, but sure. that's how you finish a whole bottle you know Black what? Tuesday, eight ounces at a time. Avery comes out, they got 12-ounce bottles, you and a buddy, perfect amount for a beer sure. like that. Sure, Good stuff. You are listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break, but we will be back very soon with more from Rock Solid Brewing.
Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Football season is here, and holiday parties are right around the corner. The Nest Kennesaw has you covered for both. Their new covered patio is perfect for cheering on your team while enjoying some great craft beer and keeping a safe social distance. When you're ready to schedule your next party, the Nest can handle big and small requests on-site or off-site at their event venue. Whether you're planning a weekend with a few friends or a party for 100, visit thenestkennesaw.com and make your plans today. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Shake it back! Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to Rock Solid Brewing Company. Rock Solid Brewing Company. We have a big debate to settle Brian and Brian. Uh oh. Wow. We are currently drinking the life of Brian. <laughs> yeah. And that is spelled B R Y A N. That's too bad about and the misspelling. You know, uh Brian is <laughs> what is the correct spelling of Brian? Is it is is there a typo in your name? <laughs> I don't think so. I think okay, that it's spelled fair. exactly how it's supposed to. That's it, man. Brian Hewitt, what's your take on this? You know, I think it's the Amish or somebody they intentionally add flaws into things to differentiate themselves from God. So I like what you've done there by taking the perfect name, Brian, with an I and adding a small flaw to it with the Y to, you know, establish a difference between you and the perfection of a God type of persona. So wow. it's a very, wow. it's a very noble thing you've done. I appreciate you, you taking that on yourself. Yeah. With, without that change, there probably would be no way to tell us apart. That's right. That's exactly. Identical, we would be man. the same person. That, right that does on, help. Right that, that's a, that is a good thing. Well, very tasty, big barley wine in bottles, and this is your first bottle distro release. Is that correct? That is correct. Our our distro, they picked up 15 cases, so super small run, but you'll start to see a little bit of it out and about. And for those that like your small batch limited edition beers, this is the one. Yes, sir. Go out and find it. Good stuff. Uh, Collaborations, Brian. Let's talk collaborations. You got a few in the pipeline, right? Yeah, yeah. So right now in the tank, I've got a collaboration with Authentic Brewing in Athens. In Athens, right. Um, They're a couple of miles down the road from my house and good friends of mine and uh, make great beer. And and it was a great choice to to do a collab with them. They came up to our place. I'm going to be going down to brew with them um, in December. And um, we have another collab on the board right now with Paranoia Haunted House. A haunted house collaboration. Yeah. All right. This is really intriguing to me because I've never heard of that kind of collaboration. I've heard a lot of collaborations. That's cool, though. I'm I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we, we love Halloween and... They actually approached us and thought it would be a cool thing to do and um, do kind of a little cross promotion. And 
They've actually decked out our tap room right now, so nice. it's, it's pretty spooky in there. <laughs> and actually, this weekend, we're doing a big uh, Halloween party on Saturday. That'll be fun. So. I was just talking with some friends lately that I haven't done a Halloween party in forever. And I used to be into that five, six, seven years ago. I had a neighbor that he was a hobbyist animatronics guy. Oh, wow. And he built a full-size scale of like a jet fighter tail end and a pilot that had crashed in an alien thing in his front yard. Like it took up the whole front yard, but the pilot was trying to crawl away from an alien and it had like light sensitive triggered looked like a movie set. This guy, and he only lived in my neighborhood for like a year. So I never got a repeat performance, but just crazy impressive what this guy did in his front yard. That is nuts. What kind of beer did you arrive at for a collaboration with a haunted house? Had to be a red ale. Okay. Um, okay. Cause right. should have seen right. that coming. Yeah. Yep. Something kind of seasonal, something, you know, just kind of set the mood. Um, we're calling it the howler. Yeah. It's, it's drinking real nice, easy drinking, a little bit of roast, little touch of sweetness, little caramel. So you need to get a big thick stout and do a layered beer and call it the black and blood. Ooh, I like it. That. Ooh, so the black that? and blood float some of the blood on the top there. This reminded me, didn't a brewery intentionally add, and I think they were going for the blood thing, and it might have been a Halloween. Iron. Iron. Yes. To kind of replicate. Yeah. And it, it's horrible. It's a horrible yeah, idea. I'm like, perhaps accurate, you know, flavor-wise. Could, what a terrible idea. I don't know if that brewery's still around because I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, and I don't recall their name, but I feel like I would have known it if I had seen them mentioned lately. Yeah, I, ha- I have they, not. They started something, and, and I hope I'm not getting this all mixed up, but I think they only sold via mail order. Like, the only way you could get them was, like, by ordering oh, really? or something like that. It was a really unusual thing. I think they were out of Florida, but they did indeed have one where they were trying to replicate the flavor of blood in the beer. <laughs> What a terrible idea. What a terrible idea. Crazy stuff. But I, I have to get I have to hand it to him. I like, well, you're going for accuracy that. It's a terrible idea, but yeah. it's going for accuracy. So. But there's people out there that I'm sure dug it, you know. There are, you know what, there's something for everyone and there's that everyone is. for something. So, I absolutely. guess so, if you say so. Doesn't mean it's not weird. But the other collaboration, I noticed that you're using a, a new hop USDA 008 and I'm curious I don't know anything about that hop that I know of, actually. I don't think I've heard of that one before. What's the deal with that hop? I'm pretty new to it also. This was a, so the USDA hop breeding program based out of Oregon. They're the guys that gave us Cascade, Chinook, Centennial, like all of your. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah, they, they've, been, right. they've been at it since the 70s. And, you know, most of your public hops, so like not your Citros and Simcoe's and Mosaics. Yeah come out of the USDA breeding program. And this year they named one of their experimental hops Triumph. Then they also came out with the uh, 008. And there's some leading numbers there too, but we'll just not worry about those. And then I think the other one they did was 047. Um, I could be wrong on that one, but another numbered hop so they're releasing that kind of to the public for some trials and, and to kind of see how the reception is and, and you know, if it's something that's going to maybe be the next Cascade. That would be I want to get with Stan Hieronymus and talk to him about 
experimental hops that just like they flopped in the in the test phase. Oh yeah, like they just never went anywhere because I think probably a lot of the ones we hear hear about, you, we forget them. You know, if they don't take off, we just forget mm-hmm. about them. But I'm wondering what some of the ones were. I bet I could look back through some of our old stuff and listen to hops we've talked about and like, oh, this has got lubricellin in it or what it's like oh yeah those are hot right now it's yeah. like I mean, we just hasn't been mentioned in four years i was gonna say there was a lot of talk about neo-mexicanus but i i think everything is ancestors or it was an ancestor of a lot of hops i don't know if it ever succeeded in being its own thing i think there was discussion of it maybe being its own thing but i don't think it ever got there but my guess is we were talking earlier about uh, the hop that had the woody character to it yes I'm guessing that probably doesn't get too far because I don't know if people are figuring it out. And I think it has potential, yeah. but I don't think people are going to use it the right way. And I don't think hop it's watch. Gonna... We'll have to keep an eye on yeah. that one. Hop watch. Hop watch. Yeah. And and that's a Deadpool for hops. There <laughs> you can go. all gamble that's on it, which man. hops are going to die. It. Yeah. And, and the thing is, when you come out with a hop that has woody character in it, people are going to play with it. Oh, sure. Because it's, oh, it's like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to have to try this out. And everybody tries it. And then they're like, mm, okay. It'll be like those Jello salads that had like hot dogs and peas in them back in the fifties. It's <laughs> like, well, we tried it. We tried it. That is a way it would work well, but nobody tried it that way, That's and everybody right. was disgusted by the way they did try it. So it just didn't go anywhere. You so. got exactly what you were going for, and I don't <laughs> ever want to drink it again. That sounds familiar. You're right. <laughs> so, man, what else is new at Rock Solid? What's happening? What are you up to? What should people keep an eye out for? Keep an eye out for our uh, Barrel Aid Stout release, December 12th. We're going to be doing an awesome anniversary party, first anniversary, big blowout. So watch us on social media. Look for that. We're doing our fourth beer pairing dinner. We've been doing beer pairing dinners every three months. And, okay. Uh, that'll be in January. So look for that. Um, we'll be announcing that soon. Do you have a kitchen at the brewery or is this a no, pop-up kind of we're, thing? We're pairing with other local restaurants. Okay, gotcha. Um, so there's five or six restaurants right there in ball ground, like within a stone's throw from us. We just try to pair with one or two restaurants for each dinner, showcase what they can do, showcase what we can do, and have a good night, have a good evening with some Sounds of like fans. good times. Within right? a rock's throw is what you meant to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You like that? Yeah, boo, exactly. boo, boo. So, I mean, what is a typical pairing that you've done? Or what, what's the, the last kind of pairing you've done so, food-wise and beer-wise? Yeah, the last one was really fun. We um, That's actually where we re- released the uh, barley wine we're drinking right now. But we paired with Choate Barbecue and Burger Bus. It was fried green tomatoes for course one. Wings, barbecue wings for uh, course two, a uh, pulled pork smoked cheddar burger for course three, and then a uh, blueberry like cake with our blueberry cheesecake sour. Sounds so, good to me. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I, w- I want some of that now. And, and that was with the barley wine as well? Yeah, the barley wine was a nightcap. We didn't ah. quite know how to fit that in. So, you know, we figured just end on that note and uh, send people off with a nice little buzz. No matter how things go, ending with a barley wine makes a lot of sense because I mean, we've kind of ended the show right here. We have, the, man. We're right. Wine, so we still got barley wine to sip. We'll go yeah. out with the barley wine. Brian, thank you so much for joining us, sharing your beers, talking about rock solid. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk dark lagers. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.